other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. We made it to the weekend. Friday is finally here. Thank goodness. Admit it. Come Tuesday or Wednesday, you had your doubts if this day would ever come. Here we are, and we are going to kick things off with a little Ask Frank Anything, as we do in the first hour of our program every Friday. So if you have a question on any subject, go ahead and give me a call. 1-800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. I do want to mention, though, this weekend is Veterans Day. It's tomorrow. And we here at WABC support veterans and their families by donating to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. I personally contribute to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, and I've raised a lot of money over the years for Tunnel to Towers. And if you want to help us out, all you have to do is go to wabcradio.com slash T2T. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T, to donate. So the Tunnel to Towers Foundation do all they can to support the veterans of our country. So show your support for them this Veterans Day and go to wabcradio.com slash T2T and donate. Also, 77 WABC is pretty proud to support the Lee Greenwood concert experience this Sunday, November 12th. You can send a veteran and their guest to see Lee Greenwood's all-star concert experience and receive the DVD version for yourself for a $50 contribution. Learn more and support a veteran now at adoptavet.com. So there's a couple of great ways that you can support veterans, whatever you want to do this weekend, however you want to do it. All right, I'm ready for your questions. Make them good, make them interesting, make them creative, and make sure your radio is turned off. 1-800-848-WABC. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Well, this year's election has come and gone, which means that right after, the day after, the very next day, the next election cycle begins for everything. People are already talking about the next presidential election and the next election for mayor of New York, the next election for governor of New Jersey. That's, by the way, the big topic down at Somos in Puerto Rico. Who is going to primary Eric Adams in 2025? Does Eric Adams even make it to 2025? But I was encouraged by a news item in Politico, New Jersey yesterday indicating that state Senator John Bramner the former leader of the state assembly for the Republicans and a man who's been a guest on this show and a man who has repeatedly been named the funniest lawyer in New Jersey is likely to run for governor in 2025. So far, all of the conversations
conversation in the governor's race has focused on Jack Chitterelli versus the radio talk show host Bill Spadia. And according to Bramnick, he is very likely to run himself. Now, I think this is going to be very interesting. Now, I'm an independent. I've supported Democrats for Republicans, independents all the time. But I find something so likable about Bramnick. For starters, he is a moderate at a time when the GOP isn't really that welcoming to moderates. So I think it would be great to have at least moderate Republicans have a choice in the Republican primary next year. But he's also just so funny and such a nice guy. And since the Republicans are in the minority in the state legislature, he has made his hallmark what I would make my hallmark if I was ever a legislator. Constituent service. If you're a constituent and you call his office and ask for help, he finds a way to get you help, even if it means calling back personally. So I am not ready to endorse anybody in that race, and I probably won't endorse anybody who cares who I'm endorsing, but I am very encouraged that uh, Bramnick is thinking about running, and at the very least, he will bring a lot of humor to the gubernatorial race. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Is there anyone that Eric Adams hasn't accepted money from? As Mayor Eric Adams faces scrutiny over his campaign's ties to Turkey, the newspaper The City, which does a wonderful job and they keep just breaking story after story, and I wish every city had a nonprofit local news outlet like The City or a for profit local news outlet like The City because they're doing great work. The City has found that his 2021 mayoral committee accepted donations from three members of a foundation incorporated by Bilal Erdogan, a son of the Turkish president, Erdogan. Adams yesterday acknowledged meeting Erdogan while he served as Brooklyn Borough president in response to questions from the city. Under Erdogan, the U.S. State Department has repeatedly cited Turkey for widespread human rights violations, including reports of arbitrary killings, torture, and the detention of political opponents, not to mention journalists and activists. Campaign records show that between 2018 and 2021, the Adams campaign received $6,000 from three U.S. citizens who are board members of the charity, the Turkin Foundation, which registered as a foreign agent with the Department of Justice last year. Turkish opposition leaders have alleged that the foundation, and to be clear, this is the foundation that Adams accepted money from is a vehicle for the Erdogan family to stash away millions outside the country. So in a sense, it's a slush fund for the Erdogans, who is this close from being an Islamist dictator. Yet Adams has been a steady supporter of this group. He presented the Turkin Foundation with a certificate of appreciation in 2018 for its contribution to the region and intercultural relations. And at the 2021 groundbreaking for a Midtown Manhattan student housing tower that the foundation was erecting, Borough President Eric Adams was the sole elected official there for the opening ceremony, smiling before cameras and holding a shovel. Of course, what other elected official would be seen associating with a group like this? Beam me up! To be 
continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. There was an interesting article in the New York Post a few days ago having to do with these 5G mobile phone antenna towers. I've been pretty concerned about this, and not only do I find them unsightly, but I don't think it's a good idea to keep putting these 5G towers, these huge 32-foot 5G cell phone antenna towers in neighborhoods surrounded by people. I am not convinced that there are not some health effects or other effects that, uh, that these towers may have on people. But according to the New York Post, New Yorkers overwhelmingly support erecting these giant 5G towers, far outnumbering the critics who say these structures are an eyesore. That's the word according to a new poll conducted by Harrick's X-Poll for Link NYC. Now, I am taking this with a little bit of a grain of salt because Link NYC, I think, has an interest in getting as much of the city wired up with Wi-Fi as possible. But they... Asked residents, below is a picture of the new Link 5G smart pole that will enable better 5G cellular coverage and free Wi-Fi connectivity around the smart pole's locations. Would you support having one of these smart poles in your neighborhood? And more than three quarters of the respondents said they support smart poles put up in their neighborhood while 12% were opposed and another 12% were unsure. See, it's all how they frame that question. It's asking them in the question if they'd support it, but it's mentioning all of the positive things that these 5G cell phone antennas can do. It's not mentioning anything about the unknown health effects or emphasizing the unsightliness of this. So I don't put a lot of stock in this poll, but I even with a biased question, I was surprised the result was as high as it was in favor of the 5G cell phone towers. Beam me up! To be continued.